It's a new year, and in this third season of the podcast, I'll be interviewing people who are active members of our Australian music community. You'll get to meet Aussie singer-songwriters who you may have likely yet to discover. Also, people who are a part of the glue that keeps this community together and so strong. Like what you hear? I'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it, but also to share it with your nearest and dearest. Come on, let's go. Come behind the music with me, LED. I can't believe we're here for the last episode of season three of Behind the Music with me. It's been an amazing journey this season in particular because I've not had just the opportunity of interviewing people who are actively creating, recording, releasing music in the Australian music community. But I've also had incredible interviews with people like Taylor Chapman, who does music photography, Aiden, who is very, very impassioned about creating and being commissioned to create album art and his very special talent. But the list goes on. Today, I'm here with this season finale to have a chat with Sam Higginson. So wherever you are, make sure that you are paying attention. I hope that you're not driving, but make yourself comfortable. Grab something to kick back and relax and enjoy this conversation with Sam Higginson. Behind the music with LED. Sam, it's so cool to be here with you today. Incredible. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me on, Ellie. I'm super looking forward to chatting more about music and all things life. And yeah, we met on a app through a friend, uh, Theo, it was. Yeah, I was just thinking it wasn't Pace that introduced us. It was Theo. Big shout out to Theo over in Tasmania, uh, working in his warehouse. <laughs> I know that he's listening right now. So when he first suggested I get in contact with you, he said I was on Clubhouse, Sam came into a room and I asked him to sing for us and it was amazing. And I've got to be honest with you, I've been listening to a lot of the karaoke rooms on Clubhouse and I'm not really digging a lot of the stuff that I'm hearing. There's a lot of smoke blowing. So I then hopped over to Spotify and I listened to Legs to Run and I went, oh, Theo does have good ears. So where did your journey start in this uh, Australian music community? Thank you. Yeah, so that was actually a funny little conversation with Theo. We're chatting all about spirituality and and mindset. And then I said I was a musician and then, yeah, Theo asked me to sing. So I jumped up and did an impromptu song. So I'm very grateful for that connection that we have. So big shout out to Theo for, for that, I guess. For me, my music journey started, I've always been singing and playing guitar throughout my high school years and then went on to university and studied music there. But for me, it was always covers that I was playing and I was writing sort of a bedroom writer and a bedroom singer for my own original songs. And then after a few years, it wasn't until 2018, I was working full time as a covers musician playing in bars and restaurants and weddings. And then I had a few friends start releasing their music and I realized it's kind of just this little like penny drop moment. The only person holding me back from releasing my music was me and I thought I've always been drawn to music and the lyrics and the emotions that come up in songs maybe my songs could do that for someone else or they might be able to find the words or I might be expressing the words that somebody else might not know how to say yeah I kind of had that moment where I had the first song that I've written whilst I was overseas my first release which was Summer Breeze uh, about a trip over in America working at a summer camp 
And yeah, I got back from that and I had a few friends who released a few tracks and then I reached up to a, another friend, a producer named Dom and kind of said, this is me going to get the, the ball rolling and start to yeah release my first track. And then that was the first one. And after releasing that song, there was just so much love and excitement from it. I was like, I've got another like EP worth of songs, which was just super exciting. Can you share with me how you go about your songwriting process? Because uh, it's no secret that these podcast episodes are batch recorded. And I'm curious to know, is there any uh, alignment or um, coincidence with the way that I'm doing this as opposed to how you would perhaps write your songs? I love that question. Uh, For me, writing my songs would usually come from a moment of inspiration other than writing songs and and for a long time I was actually quite hard on myself wanting to be a songwriter and wanting to be a musician and that might have been what actually limited me from being able to release my music because I wasn't confident in my songs or the lyrics that I was writing. For me they were more of a a cathartic process of emotions whether that was feelings of of love or uh, anxiousness or inspiration and adventure and spontaneity it was kind of that that little moment where i would have i'd be able to write a song in in 20 to 30 minutes and i'd be happy in a lot of those songs from my debut ep the journey so far uh, which is available wherever you get your music on all streaming platforms and for me most of those songs yeah kind of came from a moment of inspiration in sort of 30 minutes maybe towards an hour to get them fully polished but I wrote each of them in maybe six months or I'd write one song in six months and then another one a couple of years later there was no consistency so yeah that was kind of my process of songwriting things have changed a little bit now would I be right in suggesting that creativity is not something that can be forced I think so yeah I actually had a conversation with Pace the other day about how to sort of get into songwriting a lot more and songwriting is a muscle which he brought up well and I I had heard of that phrase before but hearing him say that the the other day really just resonated in a way that I hadn't truly processed just yet and for me I just wasn't actively practicing that songwriting muscle it's like going to the gym you need to exercise to build up that that muscle or the same thing with learning and reading and memory they're all muscles that you have to exercise and for me to get better at my songwriting I needed to practice that and I think creativity can come from inspiration and and forcing that creativity can be a challenge but it also allows you in the long term to write a song about something that could be just about a water bottle like you can find creativity in anything that you see in everyday life which I think is really powerful and just opens your world up completely to songwriting. I really don't want to only make today's chat about songwriting but this leads me to ask Sam how do you write a song do you you know I think of that movie uh, music and lyrics Mm. where do you go first or is it something that you do in unison it's pretty much in unison usually uh, I'll be in my feelings quite a bit and I'll pick up my guitar and and usually for me that's my way that I, I process my emotions or whatever they might be, whether that's being happy or sad, as as I mentioned a little bit earlier. And for me, I'll just sort of start playing around on the guitar and figuring out some chords until I hear something that sounds nice. And then all of a sudden, I'll just start hearing little melodies in my head and lyrics sort of slowly just start flowing. And then as I start building up, I slowly start writing them down in a notepad. I always prefer writing them down in a notepad. And it kind of just 
guess, yeah, happens in unison from that point onwards in, in being able to write the chords and the melody together and just really seeing how it all takes shape together. Can we go back to your childhood? <laughs> I'd like yes, to ask, course. if it's not too personal, who influenced this career in music and if perhaps there are certain artists that you maybe drew your inspiration from to create your sound? For me, uh, it's actually really funny. Dad tells me this story quite a bit or used to when I was younger. So my parents don't sing or play guitar. They they did a little bit when they were younger. Um, but when I was a baby, I would, when I was crying, dad would set me in between two speakers, one on either side of, of either, either ear and he'd play Bruce Springsteen or a lot of like soul music just as I was growing. And as soon as I heard the music, I just stopped crying. And ever since then, as I started growing up, I was always singing. There's a video of me dancing and singing to Burn Necessities in the kitchen when I was maybe like five or six. Uh, it's on the old VHS tape, which is funny to, to think about. And from there, it was just, music was always part of my life and then as I got into to primary school and the later years I got my first guitar when I was about 11 and there's just a lot of support from my, my mum and dad which I'm really grateful for and that just really allowed me to, to foster and and grow and pursue that music even throughout high school as well I started transitioning sort of self-taught in guitar and then doing a lot of singing, getting singing lessons and choirs and cabaret shows and performing at the school festivals, whatever was on or school events even. And it was just, uh, yeah, that was where it all sort of started. And I was just active as much as I can in, in school and performing. That's very cool. Very cool. I, I noticed you said that you, you got your first guitar when you were 11. Yep. And uh, I can appreciate that uh, people in the music industry uh, they find themselves with instruments because sometimes of their circumstances but do you think that there's a, is it ever a time when you're too young to pick up an instrument the reason I asked that question is um, similarly to what you just described she probably picked up that I was smirking uh, my 14 month old is crazy about music. I don't think there's any uh, coincidences in that. And I asked uh, the music school that he's already going to, you know, when can he, um, you know, engage, whether it's drums or guitar or whatever it might be. And they said, you need to be seven to start working on the music theory. And I was a little bit disappointed because, you know, like yourself and others, this it's like an intrinsic... Um, it, it's it's innate this in, this interest in music, and so why would we put a lid on 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 people and say, well, you need to be a certain age to pick up a guitar or to learn music theory? What are your thoughts on that? I'd be curious to know. I think it's really interesting. My music and I've kind of I've started heading into a space more of mindset and doing a lot of psychology based units. I actually went on to study a master's of teaching to become a high school music teacher as well and learn a lot about development, uh, developmental stages of, of children. And from zero to seven, that's where children are pretty much like sponges and they pick up most of their learned behaviors and emotions and how to process them. And looking back, I find it really interesting. And with that comment as well, not starting until seven, I understand there might be some complexities with, with music theory, 
um, at times and learning and trying to process that because there are different, as I said, developmental stages of the brain. But I think just having access to an instrument, even if it's not necessarily structured lessons from a young age, whether it is playing the piano and hearing how those sounds actually come out or understanding the, the strings on a guitar or or the drums and just having a little bit more of a, an informal lesson, I think it'd be really powerful for children because it's just a way to express themselves as well as the fact that the creativity and expression that lights up the brain from playing a music instrument or hearing a musical instrument and, and dancing and music in general, the, there's like a plethora of information and research that shows the importance of music and what that does to the mind. So I think fostering that from a, a younger age, younger age than seven is, yeah, incredibly important and should be something that should be further con considered. Um, but as I said, with the, the complexities of, of maybe learning musical theory from that age, maybe it just needs to be a little bit more of an informal training around those instruments. Yeah, I think what you've touched on there for me is really speaking to the need to, uh, I suppose, simplify the message in the power of accessing music. I know I've got a psych degree myself and I've looked into the research and I know that music also leads to greater performance in academics. I can remember last year I bought the little one an xylophone from Fisher-Price yeah. and friends were saying, Ellie, it's an xylophone for an 18 month old. Why are you giving it to him and he's six months old? Uh, again, I guess I'm coming to this point of mindset. Mm -hmm. And instead of, you know, that is not possible because of a person's age, uh, what is possible? So yeah. where you are in this Australian music community, you're not just, and I don't like using the word just, you're not only producing your craft, for others to listen to and really resonate and connect with, you're also doing stuff in the mindset space. Can you share more about that? Of course, I would absolutely love to. Yeah, so over the, a lot of plans changed. Yes, last year I was actually meant to, to move overseas to England and, and Greece and, and work as a musician over there and try to pursue my music career over there after releasing my, my debut EP. And then obviously with, with COVID happening, thing cha things changed and after spending years of investing my time and money into music and recording and equipment, I kind of had this shift into understanding a little bit more about business. And I did a workshop that kind of shifted my whole perspective of, of life and where I started. And then from July, that was a Cohen Ray workshop. He spoke about business and leadership and entrepreneur, but also about what it is to become an effective leader and, and touched on some really interesting psychological facts, which I just love and that kind of sparked a little bit of interest and fire in me and then since then over the last so that was in in july end of last year i just sort of started heading more towards mindset and coaching and our behaviors and emotions and how they sort of come about in our day-to-day -day lives and understanding more about myself and, and how i show up in the world and coming from a place of, of gratitude and understanding my values and my purpose because I felt like I had this identity as a musician and I cut my thumb really badly in November and had to go to hospital and I thought well who am I without my music and another little big spark of change I thought well okay getting clear on 
what is important to my my values my purpose and how i can live that and after reflecting throughout my my childhood and teenage years and, and early adult life i realized that for a long time i was always wearing this i felt like i was always wearing this mask and never truly expressing myself and i got to this point where i had to learn and, and sort of do this introspective look at myself and be like okay who do i want to be rather than who do i think i should be for everybody else and just that little shift allowed me to change in who i am now i, I paint my my nails i wear leopard print and, and leggings and do all the things that just fill me up and make me happy with no fear of, of judgment from anybody else i'm just yes i love that. <laughs> at least wearing the leopard print now it's beautiful and i love the fact that i could just got to a point where i could truly express myself and and for me now moving forward i've just learned so much and in doing workshops and just educating and reading a lot of books and listening to podcasts for me now i just want to help support people in in finding their voice and helping them live a more fulfilling life through love authenticity fun and vulnerability so that that's my purpose statement and something that lights me up and for me i just want to help people take off that mask and really reconnect with who they want to be rather than who they think they should be it's quite powerful what you've just shared sam if i can say that and I've got a, an emotion, a word that I've, I've got in my mind right now that I would attach to that feeling of being, I say, 100% present. And it, 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 someone would come from a very, we'll come from a very vulnerable space when we lose that fear of being who we are and pursuing those dreams. Uh, is there a word? that you would use to describe the emotion that you feel now that you know that you can be as creative as a person as you are without any limitations and restrictions? Fulfilled every single day. I think that's the the word that I feel. Fulfilled and joy. It's, I know that's two words, but I guess if you were asking for one, which you did, it, it would be fulfilled. Yeah. You're allowed two words. You're allowed as many <laughs> as you like. <laughs> I, I had the I had the word liberating. Ooh, I love that! Incredible, um, yes. That freedom, that freedom to yep. be. So, where where are you going this year? I know that um, there's there's a lot that you've got so much potential, and it's not just in the music space. Yeah. Where do you see 2021? We'll, we'll, we'll imagine. Let's wish list COVID is, you know, not going to be a limitation because it isn't. Yep. What do you see? So? For me, moving forward into 2021, it's amazing that it's already like, three, four months in, which is incredible. And the fact that we can get to a place now for me moving forward is to still be doing my music. I wrote a lot of songs during that time where I was doing that sort of self-reflection and, and period. And I have five songs which I would love to create into another EP, potentially even an, an album moving forward. And I actually ran my first workshop in March, the start of March, and that was a, I really want to combine the music with really important key themes that we have in our everyday life and supporting people to have a heart deep connection with those key themes that, that are in those songs and really just get an, an emotional response and, and feel into the music and how that makes them feel and how can they take actionable steps in their life to create a more fulfilling life and a, and a more pleasing life and so for me moving forward doing one-on-one -on -one mentor 
cause is something that's important to me and supporting people in, in finding their voice and, and living a more fulfilling life, like I said, and as well as combining that with workshops and doing more original performances at concert shows as well as festivals as well. I think it'd be a really nice combination moving forward into the into the future to combine both this, this music and, and mindset because they are both incredibly important to me and I want to keep supporting people and I feel like this is my my gift and an opportunity to combine two things that I'm truly passionate about and just to serve. Well, you know that I'm not disappearing. I'm not going anywhere fast. I'm going to be here and there supporting you in whichever way that I can. And I'd like to invite you now to share the best ways in which we can connect with you. I'm connected with you, but for our listener, and I'll put all this in the show notes uh, to be able to find out more about what you're up to, learn about new music releases. You know that I'm in love with your music. There's no doubting that. But also, if they're wanting to reach out to you to explore opportunities to have you help them with their mindset. Incredible. Yeah, thank you. And I appreciate the the love of my songs as well. So if you want to get in contact with me, my details on Facebook, Instagram, and my website are at the Sam Hug. So like a big warm hug, my whole idea is empowerment with love is another little phrase that I have, like a big warm hug. And if you want to find me on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, it's it's Sam Higginson and you'll be able to find my, my EP, debut EP, The Journey So Far there and a few singles as well that have released and, and that's where they'll be all updated. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sam. It's been great to close out season three of the podcast with you. And I can't wait to see where this year takes you and beyond. Thank you for sharing Behind the Music with me. (laughs) Thank you for having me on. I much appreciate it. Thank you, Ellie. Your ears will love you. Osnow Radio. Streaming now at osnowradio.com.au. What an amazing three seasons this has been. I can't believe it. 30 episodes and so much talent. As you would know, on the 1st of March this year, 2021, I launched Osnow Radio. And I've decided that this is going to be the concluding episode for this season, but also for the foreseeable future of me podcasting. I thank you for your support, for your feedback, for your sharing of this podcast but most importantly, for your friendship. Thank you so much to Jono and Corey who've been with me for these three seasons. A big thank you to every guest that has been on my podcast. I've learned so much along the way. It's incredible how working in the industry and with the music community, you can never really learn everything, most certainly not in a day. And even in five years, these past five years, I've learned a lot, but I still was learning more with every interview that I would have for the podcast. Uh, When I first started this podcast in 2020, um, my little one was four months old and I started recording interviews while rocking him to sleep in my arms. Um, listening at in the, through the first season, uh, particularly episodes one through five, you would have had no idea that that was how I was recording. Uh, but as uh, he started to teethe, I had to look for different ways to record. And so I switched over to recording my questions and then having my guests provide their answers and I'd stitch them together. This season three was uniquely enjoyable for me uh, because the little one was in childcare while I was recording these interviews. What life looks like for the next 12 months is quite chaotic 
and it's for that reason that I've decided to really shift my focus not only to my personal life with the team here growing at home but also to shift my focus towards Osnow Radio. Really support the artists. I can't tell you how much I appreciate the help of anything synth. You'll find him on Instagram, Twitter. Joel is just incredible. As a co-founder, he looks after everything in the IT side and is uh, a great mentor for me in the internet radio space as well. Well, with that being said, you know, you can always contact me at my email, which is hello at ledofficial.com. I'll put that in the show notes below. Thank you so much again for your support. I hope to connect with you online. Got a question for industry? Send it through to hello at ledofficial.com. This is Behind the Music with LED.